Wake up in the morning, I don't got no worries Cause it's a beautiful day So many wonder how long we will be here Tell them that we're here to stay <laughs> Hey yo, let's get it! Boss talk straight from the city with true heart We got champs in the making and champs that are rude more Got that old sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate The hottest conversations uncensored, it's the time and place Boss talks, keep it uncensored, it's all hard You could be for more walks, come tune in the boss talks Got that old sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate Hottest conversations uncensored, it's the time and place Boss talk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode Boss Talk Uncensored I'm one of your hosts, Tino Amaya and I'm going to do a quick shout out. Obviously, some sponsorships. Uh, Amaya's Fresh Mexican Grill, where we make everything fresh daily. Uh, if we don't, my mom's going to kill me. <laughs> and then, of course, Tino Amaya State Farm Insurance Agency, where we have been protecting folks from the unexpected for over 100 years. And, of course, Amaya Group Inc., where we do uh, small business consulting restaurant redevelopments, uh, menu engineering. So if you've got a small cafe, a small restaurant, uh, even a mid-scale restaurant, and you're looking to revamp things, give us a call, all right? And of course, I'm here with my good friend, my co-host, Jeff Copey. What's up, guys? Jeff Copey, Monroe Nutrition. We are Monroe. We make the city healthier and happier. Triple D Liquidations, where you get good stuff at a good price. And, of course, Conquer and Giants 365. Shout out to Kyle Buckley. Oh, yeah. And today. Today. We got a special guest. Wow. I'm excited. I am, too. I'm thrilled. I've been w looking forward to this for, like, ever since we talked about it. I know. And and so, real quick, because we said we were going to wait till the podcast started. Okay. Le LeBron or MJ? I mean, you got to go with MJ, man. I uh, mean. Why? You're outnumbered. You're already outnumbered. Every guest and, has said MJ so I far. Think, I think this is like a good thing. It doesn't mean LeBron's bad. So some people, they take it as like, so you pick one over the other. It doesn't mean the other one's mm. bad, right? I mean, yeah, that, we were talking yeah, about right. it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, right. Exactly. It doesn't mean the other one's bad. Doesn't right. doesn't mean the other one's bad or unworthy or hasn't accomplished amazing things. Right. I just believe Jordan is better. Um, I love, his work ethic is unbelievable. Doesn't mean that... LeBron has a bad work ethic. Mm -hmm. Just Jordan's Jordan's is unbelievable. Yeah, His yeah. drive to win is amazing. Yeah. And I think it's Kobe wasn't even able to match it. I, I so, agree. I agree 100%. Um, and willing I, to do whatever it, whatever it takes. He gave I, up everything to win championships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is good that we have, you know, the owner of Allen Chevrolet, the owner owner of Amaya is in here just to show like you guys can be successful and still not just be a hundred percent perfect. Right? <laughs> so. Okay, so so go ahead and introduce our guest now. Oh, go you ahead. know my ex-wife, huh? Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce our guest. Awesome. Now. Who's with so us today? Today we got uh, you know, a good friend of mine, a mentor, just someone that's a big light in the community. Yes. John Allen. Uh, owner of Allen Chevrolet. <laughs> I, you know what? And I, I have to say, um, so I've known your dad, obviously, and I tell this story all the time. I just told it the other day. Uh, you know, I've known Tom for, you know, and I had to go back and think about it. It's actually been 17 years. I said 18 the other day, but it's been 17 years. Uh, I met him at Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And I tell this story all the time just because I love your dad to pieces. Uh, from day one, he has never gotten 
my name right. And, no. and for a while there, I thought he was just messing with me. And then as I talked to you and your brothers, you guys are like, nah, man, that's just how my dad is. That's just how he is. And I'm like, you know, I think I, I remember telling my, my wife at one point, I'm like, I think this guy's messing with me. He always calls me Timo. And even <laughs> like in the beginning, I would correct him. I'd be like, oh, it's Tino. And he would like, that's what I said. And I'm like, Okay, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what, I know, <laughs> I know. And, and, but he's oh, and I at first I thought he was messing. Then I started talking to you and your brothers, and you're like, no, nope, that's just my dad. That, that's that's one hundred percent him. <laughs> that, that is that is that is him. And you'd be like, no, oh, you said it wrong. No, I said it right. You're like, okay, I um, there's worse. There's other things we could discuss and argue about. So right, this isn't yeah, yeah, one. yeah. This is not one of them. That's We're just gonna funny. move forward on this. All right, dude. Okay. No, nobody, everybody's all right. Everybody laughs at it. Let's move forward. Right. That's funny, man. But I, you know what? I love your dad. I love your mom to pieces. I love it when they're in town. So where are they at right now? So they're flying back tomorrow. They're in uh, Florida. Uh, we have a place in San Diego, so they've been staying in the place in San Diego nice. for about a month and a half. Okay, now are they going to be going back out west for the rest of the winter? Are they just here for the holidays? A little bit. So they're going to spend some more time in December. Um, and then I think in February too, but yeah, they travel a lot. Um, they're, they're, they're very blessed and, yeah, yeah. um, they've worked very hard and yeah, so they travel a little bit now. Well, and you guys have been blessed as a family and what will, I mean, Jeff, I mean, let's get into it, man. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's, let's, like you said, peel back the layers. Peel back the layers. Because let's go. Honestly, like just keeping it a hundred, like. Before I really built a relationship with John, you know, and everything, like, it's crazy because I was scared to buy a car because I tried it so many times and I'd got, you know, screwed over, all this stuff. And then these guys were coming in, building the relationship, and it was like everybody was so pure. And I'm like, yeah. why is it like that? And it's the leadership that starts from the top. So I'm super excited that's, about this. Yeah, that's nice. Thank so, you. Thank John. You. Tell us a little bit. Tell tell us how this all got started. You know what? what? Yeah, take us back in time. So yeah. what, so how long is the Allen family? So we're third owned? generation, man. Wow. So, wow. so third generation. So my grandfather started everything. Um. So my grandfather started as a mechanic. And um, way way back in the day, he's a World War II vet. Uh, served on the PT boats. Wow. So like the whole JFK thing, right? Yeah. And so and he worked his way up. He's my grandfather's the American dream. From that aspect of it, and he did a wonderful job growing people. So at his funeral, they I think they said seventeen dealers have come wow. from him. And wow, he's, he's been a part of so many multi multi millionaires. Wow, um, there's at his funeral, I can there's there was people worth twenty, fifty, a hundred million dollars who gave my grandfather a lot of credit for giving him the start and helping him out with his leadership. I mean, what a legacy from that aspect of it. Yeah, no kidding. And um. You know, it's, but it was one thing is my grandfather, he was a great leader, but he was very conservative in his business aspects of it too. And I was thinking, I was like, man, if he had all these guys, it would be stealers. Like, how come we didn't partner up with them? All these things, right? Right, yeah. Right. Like, I should be on a, I should be a trust fund baby on some super yacht <laughs> and a snob that you guys why all am I still, Why am I still working every day? Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was like, I can be a trust, a trust fund snob, you know? Right. You know? So, uh, you know, it's, I guess I'm glad I am who I am today. I think I'm a better person from the aspect of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. trust fund snob doesn't sound horrible either from the aspect of it. Right, right. right. But, um, no, but I think I'm a far better person because how, how we've grown up. Yeah. So, um, so the third generation, 
So then, so as he was built, so he started as a mechanic. I mean, do, do you know the story of like, okay, so how did he, he worked his way up, but how did he actually have the opportunity to either buy into the dealership or? Yeah. So he worked his way up getting dealerships back in the day was far easier. Oh, okay. And so he was able to get it, bought a couple dealerships, sold them, flipped them kind of a thing. And uh, it was two gentlemen, Mr. Matthews and Mr. Hargraves. Um, they were deep, deep old money. Okay. So like, like politically involved, like, um, like the one's brother was like the ten- attorney general of the United States. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Married to the CEO of General Motors. Okay. Family owns factories. They have. International shipping companies, yeah, that that kind of money. You know right, what I'm talking right, about, right. like yeah. that deep world, dark stuff. Like that, who's that. really running stuff? Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of money. yeah, yeah. And so they liked cars, and huh. so the two of them bought this dealership, and they were based out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And um, so they they bought this dealership, and they wanted something that they could trust to run it. So they got my grandfather. Wow. Okay. So he ran it for him and then bought them out and did the whole thing. And then during that during that time he's the one that kind of ran it. So so when did the dealership move to Monroe? So that was called Matthew Hargraves. So that was at Woodward. And he owned the property and everything and so where they built six ninety six, that's yeah. where the dealership was. Oh wow. Okay. And so they had to get rid of that dealership to build six ninety six. And that's where these dark connections and all that kind of stuff play in. Right. All as I, all as I heard was a lot of people got very wealthy. Yeah, yeah. On that deal. I'm, I'm right. sure, yeah. And so from that aspect of it, and they were able to do some other things, which then catapulted my grandfather. Wow. And um, so then they had the dealership in Royal Oak. And so that dealership's still there. Okay. So he had a buy-sell agreement with his partner, um, his general manager buy-sell when he died. And it was negotiated in like 1980. Okay. At $1980. Wow. That happened wow. in 2014 or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So that, so that guy got a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And then turned around and flipped it for like 20 times the value. Oh, of course. Of course, man. Yeah. yeah cut us right out of the middle. Wow. And this is when we had no money. Oh, wow. my word. We literally had to watch this happen. Wow. Well, we're like broke, broke. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. We're like, did we seriously just get middled out of like millions and millions of dollars? Wow. And we're like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but now, okay, so you guys are right here on Monroe Street. When, yeah, yeah. when did this dealership actually We bought that dealership out? in 91. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So now, so did your dad buy it or grandpa yeah, and dad Yeah, my grandfather bought it. bought it and put my, my father there. Wow. And then, so my father ran it. And um, my father took over ownership in the mid two thousands or something. Okay, as a one hundred percent owner. Um, but what my father um, did was basically what we do now. Like we do all the work, and then yeah. he takes the majority of the money. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right, right. So, which is fine, right? I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I'm okay. Right, right. right. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then we, the wind down, the bankruptcies and everything like this and the business strategy, how, how we operated was dependent upon other people. Mm. Most likely it was dependent upon the manufacturer. 
Gotcha. Which is a, how a lot of dealerships still run their business, and a lot of them did. So it wasn't abnormal or anything from that aspect mm-hmm. of it. But it was been dependent upon the manufacturer, and then when the manufacturer shit the bed with all yeah. the bankruptcies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were... We got screwed. Yeah. Right. So the General Motors declared bankruptcy. They said the way they could become solvent is that the dealers are expense, and so they... U.S. government promoted car, uh, czars of all these different industries. And because they did that, they could negate all laws. And even though in void contracts, and because of that, then uh, the U.S. government then took the super duper party power and everything like that. And then came in and closed us down. Wow. Wow. That's, that's crazy. And so that, that was during the, um, uh, 08, 09 era, right? Yeah, so they closed you down. Mm-hmm. So they closed you down. So let's say you're like, hey, we're not doing well. I'm going to sell because this is worth something. Right. Right. You're not even given that option. They just close you down. Wow. Wow. You get a FedEx envelope. You're done. Right. So, okay, so walk me through then how is Allen Chevrolet still? So what happened after that? Well, they couldn't do that. Okay. So you guys fought it. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of people did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, so just to kind of give you like. If you survived it. if Yeah, if yeah. you survived, right. Yeah. So it's just like one of these things where they're like, you know, the IRS comes in or whatever, and they're like, you messed up, and then they freeze all your accounts, and you're done, mm-hmm. right? And you're And then like three years later, you get it back, and they're like, sorry. Yeah. Right. And you're like, well, you just destroyed everything. And right. They're like, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. I'm, you know what? Honestly, if you survive it, honestly, coming out of the pandemic, you know, I've, I've been in the restaurant industry now 35 years, and uh, man, I, you know, being out in LA, you know, because I live part time in LA, and I'm, I go back and forth, and you know, seeing all those restaurants that were just decimated. By, you know, L.A. was a lot stricter than it was here. You know, in L.A., we'd go in places you had to show your vaccination card and your ID because they matched them up. And, um, you know, just to see the restaurants, it's still I'm just, you know, I mean, you know, we're, you know, you're, you're three years removed. And I know the pandemic stretched into 2021, but still, you know, here we are 20 going into 2023, uh, getting ready to. And, you know, there's restaurants that are just they'll never open again. You know, well, now, never, now we're in the recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is this could be marked as it could be. There's somebody, someone say that could be the worst recession of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it will evolve with everything. So, so before we get into that, so now you guys were shut down, and you guys fight it. And we and, fought it, and you're getting ready to open. But now it took, ten, it took ten months. But now you guys essentially you're you're broke at this point. We were broke when it happened. Mm-hmm. Wow, we were losing money hand over fist. Right. Wow. They did it all in the middle of the recession. Right, right, so right. You've already been taken on the chops. Right. I mean, those buildings, expenses are a lot. Right, right. Like, rent's like 30 grand. Yeah. Wow. Right? Those kind of bills. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not, in, not including yeah. the lights and you got to keep it lit and heating. Like 40,000 square feet. Yeah. Water, heat, like. So who property had, taxes? Who had the vision then? As you guys now are trying to rebuild, I mean, clearly your dad's still in charge at this point. 
and you and your brothers. Now, who was all working there at the time? All the everybody's working. So I was twenty five at the time. My brother was twenty two, fresh out of college and everything. My father was. So we got the literally got the FedEx letter. In it, I don't know, 10, 20 days later, um, he got really, really sick, and they couldn't figure it out for the fact that he was bedridden. I, you know what? I remember that, yeah. He became bedridden. He was unable to get out of bed. So um, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. So somehow kept it afloat. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff I had to do. Now, real quick, did the sickness correlate with the stress that he was carrying he lost everything yeah he lost from, his legacy right yeah i mean i'm sure it didn't help right Be- because right. i asked this because um so my grandparents they lost a business that they put everything in they cashed out three hundred thousand dollars in retirement took out a loan went in on this business recession happens the person that uh, was going to help them that they bought the business from he ended up dying two months later and so everything, they started losing contracts, so forth, so on. And then it was like after that, it was like my grandfather like never really could bounce back, you know. But stress is a weight. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll take you mentally and everything. I mean, it'll, it'll beat you down, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll weigh on you and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know the stuff that I'm going through right now and everything, the the, the stress and um, yeah. So it's just uh, stuff. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now it's you and your brother, and was it? Is it? Uh, was it Mark? So Mark, yeah, Mark's the youngest. So, so there's uh, so myself, John, Michael, and Mark. Okay, three of us. Um, so, so you guys are there, and you two are are basically running the day to day operation at this point. Dad is sick, um, and everybody who knew what they were doing left because we lost our franchise. Oh my gosh! Mm. Wow. So and so, you guys are like your sales, your service, your just about doing it. So everybody really knew what they were doing, left, and so that happened in July of what nine, and then May of ten, we were able to kind of get it back, and every day for those ten months, somebody came in and asked us when we were closing. Wow. Every day, a customer, wow. somebody would come in. I want to say a customer, so I want to be polite. Right, right, right. yeah. Okay, so would ask us when we're closing. Wow. And I remember getting in arguments with people saying, "No, no, no! I heard you're closing." Yeah, be like, "No, I own the place." Yeah, right. and I'm telling you, we're not closing. <laughs> right. Why well, heard different? It's like you know what? Fuck you. Right. right. Yeah. Literally. Really? Yeah. I remember like literally getting a shouting match with somebody because wow. he's arguing me saying that you're closing. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I want the. Yeah. Right. And you're like, man, do you know what we're doing? Do you have like, any idea we're what we're doing? Through? Yeah. Right. Jesus. Shut oh, up. Yeah. Right. Wow. And you know, it's, it's disrespectful, it's right? Disrespectful. Yeah. Well, my father's yeah. dying. Right. Right. We're getting ready to lose everything. And you're fighting me. And every, every day somebody came in mm. and asked us wow. when we were closing. The dealerships. You find out who your friends are and everything. And some of them have apologized to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. They have. Yeah. But the businesses around here, they were not nice to us. Wow. Well, they were not nice. If anything, they did what they could. They had the fuel to fire. They benefited. And I get it. From the business aspect of it, yeah. it benefited if we closed. Right. Yeah. 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 So they did what they could. Right. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Now as, now, as far as business, do you mean like other car dealerships? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Not I only one. 
I, I a couple think, of them haven't apologized, but <laughs> right. us, you know, listen, tripling man, and quadrupling I, them in sales. Is, uh, I, I'm going to say, listen, I'll take listen, it from there, bro. listen, we're, we're about to get to a happy place here in a second because you guys, and, and we're going to touch on this here in a second, but you guys have, have you know, it, it, I'm a big community advocate and you guys are like, you know, Jeff's tagline is we are Monroe, but you guys are Monroe. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, and, and I, we'll get there in a minute. I don't want to get too far ahead yet, but you guys really have saved this town on a couple of major events. And some of the things you guys are even doing right now with the, um, you know, the Allen, what is it? The Allen days? Allen gives back. Uh, Al, yeah. The Allen yep. gives back. I mean, some of the things you guys are doing, is just like far and away from this part of the story you kind of go, okay, uh, you know, here's where we're at now. Tell me how we got here. So now you and your brother are running it. Dad's sick. Dad's dying. Um, you guys finally kind of get the the dealership back, and you're you're trying to keep it alive. Fill in the gap. When did it become now Stanford Allen, and how did that whole transition yeah, take place? Yeah, so we place? get it back. So we fight and we get it back. And so we would find out there was some shady stuff done. Okay. And so we had to say that we wouldn't sue them if they gave it back to us, all the stuff and everything. Well, how did right. they even come into the into the, into play? Did you guys just did you and your brother then reach out to them, or your dad reach out to them and say, well, "Hey, it was a whole shebang and everything." You know, you know, it's just needed the partnership. So through some friends and everything, um, I got a phone number. Gotcha. Okay. And we reached out to this person, and we knew we got the right person when they responded with, "How did you get my info?" Mm. Uh-huh. Or like. Yes, yeah, you're right. the person I need to talk to. Right, right, right. Yeah, we were able to set it up, set up the meeting and everything. And now, in the with, beginning, with, within it... about a half an hour of the meeting, he was like, "Well, this isn't any of the information we were given." Wow. Mm-hmm. And you guys were doing this. Nope, this is missing. We're like, okay. Wow. I see how this goes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I see. Wow. And it was basically one of these. Here's the back. You have the secure floor plan. Floor plan means so all the all those cars you see on the lots, right? Right, like, right. So you you borrow you borrow the money from the bank for that. So it's called floor plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because um, it's millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? right? Right. You know from that aspect of it. So, um, like yeah, if the car's out there for sale for a hundred thousand, like I don't own it for free. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Um, so that money has, so you have to secure floor plan. Right. To buy the cars. Right. So this is 2010. And if you know anything about history, uh, the banks were not loaning money out in 2010. No, they were not. Right. Matter of fact, I had a line of credit that was just completely wiped out that I had nothing on. And they said, you know what? We're not even going to give you an opportunity to keep that one active. And I went, oh, well, all right then. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were unable to flo- secure floor plan. We had a partner of some people, people that we knew for 30 years, had a relationship with. They had a successful uh, dealership. So that was the Stanford's. Partnered up with them, signed the papers uh, with them on October 10th um, of 2010. And by... December, my brother Michael was basically fired, and then I was basically fired from there in May. Wow. Wow. It's like legacy legacy owners of this business 
you partner up with them thinking in good faith that they're just coming in to kind of help you secure floor plan, which again, for those of you listening, is uh, basically a line of credit. Correct. And and so you're you're thinking, we're doing good. This is great. This is going to help us survive. And then you guys just get cut out of the business entirely. I mean, I mean you know, a humble experience. Get fired from a building with your name on it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine getting fired I, from Amaya's? I can't. You know, I, I I mean, I'm like trying to wrap my brain around it right, right now. And I and again. And then they keep your name on it. Right. Yeah. Because they knew they wouldn't have the support of the community if they would have just completely changed it, right? Wrap right. around that. And, wow. Uh, I mean, I heard briefly this story before, but how much you said like, well, you had like a hundred bucks left in your account. You still had uh, your mortgage due and didn't like you have to return a car or something like your vehicle or. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, when, yeah. when they, when you get fired from a job, you're probably not doing very well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, right, right, like right. They set me up for failure. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they set me up for failure. They set me up to fail. Right. And so, yeah, they fired me. I had a hundred dollars by name. Wow. And, um, yeah, I think they were paying me like a thousand dollars a month. And this and this is two thousand ten. This is two thousand ten, yeah. So we're we're talking just to put it in perspective, just a, a mere twelve years ago. Yeah, two thousand ten. That's yeah. a small window. Which goes like yeah, two thousand ten, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven right there. And then yeah, and so, it was so, May, then, May of so then where did you what what happened? So you left and where did you go after that? Yeah, so my brother went to California. Okay. And I remember having the conversation with him about if he's gonna stay here. I had a house here in Michigan. Yeah, we had a, f- a friend with a family dealership in San Diego. My grandparents had a place there. And um, I remember having, I was like, well, I mean, selling cars is a horrible time. I go, well, you can get treated like shit here in Michigan selling cars, or you can get treated like shit and sell cars in San yeah, Diego. San Diego, yeah. Right. Your choice, man. Yeah. He's like, San Diego. Right. Like, smart. Smart man. Yeah. So that's where he went, and he was out there for eight, nine years. And um, then, so I left, and I was given some words of advice of refall in love with the business. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I was going to go back to school, become an attorney. Yeah. Real quick, that refall in love with the business, because I think sometimes, like, we get so stressed out as business owners with everything that we have to do, yeah. that when we get back to the basics and we refall in love with it, like, that's... That's a bar right there in itself. That's a huge no. Well, I was, yeah, 100%. I was so jaded. Yeah. yeah, but believe me, I, I was mad at everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody else else's fault, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I believe me, I could place fairly. I could place blame like a thousand places. Very right. valid, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So very jaded. So somebody said, "Fall, fall in love with the business with it again." So I started selling cars again at Cuter Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Ypsilanti. A gentleman who became, I don't know, if you told me he's worth $300 million now, I'd be like, yup. <laughs> okay. He started as a greeter for my grandfather at Matthew Hargraves. Wow. Tell you, like, yeah. So he uh, um, offered me a job. So I'm going to sell cars. I got my teeth kicked in for a while because I knew it all, right? I'm jaded. I'm still mad, right? Right. And I'm thinking the problem, why I'm not doing well is everything else. Yeah. And there's excuses and there's valid and everything like this. But still wasn't getting the results, right? Do you right. want to blame it or do you want results? Mm. Right. So when I realized that the problem was me, 
That's when everything clicked. Wow. That's when everything clicked. And when I realized it was me and I started working on me and on my craft and realizing the greatest investment is myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can find time for all this other BS if I recall it and what is the most important is me and spend that time on me. What can I do? And that's what I started doing. A lot of it just haven't become just necessity. I I was tired of, I was tired of losing. Right. But it's necessary, right? It was necessary. It's very necessary. So that's what I did. And I did really well selling cars. And then because I had knowledge and some other stuff, and then I had the track record. So there's people who are like, oh, I know it, but they don't have the track record. Right, right, right. right. Well, now I knew it, and I had a track record of success. That's, then job offers started coming. That's awesome. Okay, so so then when did you guys start planning? And, and what I was just doing right now, sorry if anyone's watching this, um, I was looking up a movie because this is like a Count of Monte Cristo moment. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in fucking purgatory right now. Mm-hmm. I, I get fired from the business literally that I grew up in mm-hmm. has my name. I've been coming to this building since I was a kid and now I'm fired from it that we lose. And then I save and then lose it and again, then lose again. Yeah. 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 So, so now you're, you know, you guys are moved out and, uh, and, and you know, you're doing your thing. Your brother's doing his thing. Yep. 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 Were you guys then on, on the back and saying, okay, how are we going to get dad's thing back? Did dad ever come in and say, guys, it was I, a I, pipe dream. It was okay. a pipe dream. It was always in the back of my mind. Um, I wanted it, but we had to kind of really write it off. I mean, yeah. it was part of the dream, but none of us is there. We didn't have any money. Right. My father's still really, really sick. Yeah. Like again, you know, yeah. three times stage four cancer survivor. I mean, praise God. Yeah, man. Yeah. What so, a trooper. I mean, but it's all the medicine and the chemo and everything and the, the morphine, he was basically going to take a look that morphine stuff is horrible from yeah. that aspect. He was basically like a heroin addict for three years. What wow. do you think that's going to do to you on those pain meds? Yep. yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and he's the most wonderful individual you'll meet. What, 100%, yeah. man. So, but from the aspect, but all that wear, tear, stress, everything like this can beat the snot out of you. Yeah. yeah. And so, he can't do all that and do the business and everything from that aspect of it. So, um, he was, for years, they just held on by the skin of their teeth for the extra little money they were given. They were pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pennies, pennies, pennies. The salary was three grand a month. Wow. Wow. I mean, and, and you know, there are some people that are going to listen to this. My mom was working at Elder Beerman. Yeah, there are some people that are going to hear that and be like, 3000 a month. That's right. great. Uh, when you have the liabilities and, again, because, and I know when we do lines of credit, you sign a lot of personal guarantees. So oftentimes when you're, you know, signing on a line of credit, you know, you might have a personal guarantee for that. The banks don't care. Uncle Sam doesn't care whether or not your business is successful, whether it's failing. All they care about is, can you come up with the cheddar at the end of the month? Right. Right. It's, 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 you know, it's a blessing, blessing and a curse to be a business owner, but, uh, three grand a month, I'm sure was whittled down to pennies. Uh, it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was his, that was his to, to live from. And he got dividends from the, from the dealership to pay for the taxes. And because of that, he was then put into the top tax bracket. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Oh, so you're paying the top tax bracket on three grand. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's wow. what you have to live on. So so really he's he's got about eighteen hundred bucks. Right. After taxes. <laughs> Jeez, old Pete. I mean, I'm not laughing at that. I'm like floored because I've never heard this story. So I am just I'm shocked. Right. Yeah, right and now. you're sixty. Yeah. Right. And dying yeah. of cancer. Yeah. How are you supposed to live? Mm-hmm. Wow. The retirement? Done. Right. Wow. So let's 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 and you, talk you gotta about, have been healthy enough to get your retirement back. So so let's talk about do? the plan to get like when did that start to formulate? Like you and your brother did you and your brother start? Did your dad call you guys and so say this is what happened? So I did real well. Job offers started coming in. And an opportunity came up for it was an amazing opportunity that I saw that everybody told me not to take. And so usually when my gut or my heart tells me yes and everybody tells me no, I know it's the right decision. Right. right. So usually when people say no and you really convicted the yes, it's because they're saying no out of fear. Mm. Probably because they love you. Yeah. They don't want to see you fail. Mm-hmm. Also with the fact it's not that they don't think that you can do it. They know that they possibly couldn't do it. Right, right. So if the loved ones and the people you enjoy, if they're telling you no, mm-hmm. it's usually where it's coming from. Now, there's other people who might say you no know, because they don't want you to succeed. Right. Okay, but if they're your loved ones and everything, they may say you no. Know. So I was blessed with the opportunity. I didn't have a family. Because I didn't have a family, I could take the risk. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And so I took the risk. And so and it was to run a very, very small dealership. And within 30 days, you would have thought I was Jesus Christ walking on water there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It increased sales. Yeah, it, it, inc- yeah. Everything, yeah. Everything across the board instantly, massively, massively. Wow. wow. And so, and I, Kelt, I grew up from there. So they had two small stores and everything. And... Um, I grew everything about 350%. Wow. Between both stores. I ran both stores, (laughs) 350%. Um, They loved me. I bet they did. Yeah, I was (laughs) going to say, yeah. The manufacturer loved me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had a lot of clout. Yeah, yeah, you're moving units, yeah. So that was, and I was, they wanted me to to be their partner. Um, So, because I wanted to be a dealer. Right. So I did really, really well, earned a great name for myself in the industry, learned a lot, right? Um, I'm glad I did it on there because I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Like you don't grow 350% without breaking a lot of eggs. Right, right, right. right. Making some expensive mistakes. And I'm glad I made it with their money because I made, right. well, there were some mistakes. <laughs> I was like, oof, oof. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I haven't had that the pleasure of that. I've all the mistakes I've made have been with my own money. Yeah. Like, Gah. yeah. So I made it with theirs. Uh, that was a nice benefit of it. And don't get me wrong. I with this new one, this new business, I've made lots of mistakes with my own money too. So, but right. uh, but that's that's it, right? Yeah. And so there's nothing. So you can uh, so mistake is a mistake, but I'd rather have the mistake be a lesson. Yeah. Okay. Because a lesson mm. you learn something from it. Mm. Right. Right. Then is it really, did you lose it? You really didn't lose it because you gained from it. Right. right. You're not going to probably make it again. Yeah, I mean, it's all about perspective. Yeah. So, you know, 
you know, you lose thousands of dollars or anything like that. And you're like, man, that's a mistake, but let's turn it into a lesson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure we don't make that again. Because mm-hmm. odds are you're probably going to be put in that same situation again. And right. Again. And again. And then you're like, man, it's actually a great return on investment. Yeah. Yeah. And I not think, only did I not lose, but I'm growing from it. Right. And I think the first step is owning it. Right. Because so many times you see people, you're like, yo, if you would just do this, right, you would be way further along in life. But the problem is, is that they're not owning up to their mistake. And so they can't receive the lesson. Right. You know, you can't not look in the mirror. Yeah. yeah, You can't go from kindergarten to 12th grade. There's lessons, you know, there's one, one hundred, one hundred percent. And I mean, you know, hearing you say that, you know, and I think a lot for a lot of business owners, you know, and this is, this is, and I see this with a lot of young, newer entrepreneurs that make mistakes along the way. And something you said earlier is, you know, you were like, Hey man, I, there was a moment where I could have been blaming everybody. I could have been doing this, doing that, but it wasn't until I fixed myself that I realized here's how I can move forward. You know, that's a great lesson in itself, right? Because there are so many business owners that don't take the time, like Jeff said, to own up to the mistake, but more importantly, fix themselves. And so you'd already done that work. You're making mistakes with other people's money at this point. They want you to become a partner. And so, so what'd you do? What was, what was the, I was two years into my four year deal in 2018. Um, the, the, the partners of Stanford's, um, they were trying to, um, sell, but they needed my dad's okay. And so they were trying to buy him out on 10 cents in the dollar. And what we ended up buying them out for. Wow. Because they owned 57%. We owned 43. Okay. So their first offer was 10%. And the reason why they offered it is because they said they could. Or we'll starve you out. Right. Take 10 cents or I'll starve you out. Wow. That was nice. Right? No worries. You know, only just got done battling his third time of stage four cancer. Right. Yeah. No worries. All fair and love of war a little bit, right? I mean, that's that's what they say. But that's what they say. That's yeah. brutal. It's brutal, but it comes back to get them. Right. So, always does. Always does. And so, but um, that's not how we would operate. No, and we're going to get into that too. So, but um, so yeah, so I did. So I did really, really well. And so in eighteen, they were trying to do it, and they were trying to sell it to a third party. Um, then through negotiations and everything like this. They were willing to give my father, um, it was enough money after tax. He doesn't have to worry about money the rest of his life. And myself my and my brothers probably don't have to worry about money either. Wow. We wow. could live a comfortable life. Yeah, yeah. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just put in the stock market, live off of 6%. We'd be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I looked at it, and I was like, man. And then, so by then, I could finally, because we were doing this, I really got to take a look at their financials. Well, I was going to say, and, and so, so like you said, when this no, whole thing I'm started. Yeah, no, yeah. I was I'm gonna, looking at it. Say, so when this whole thing started, we, you said you didn't really know didn't. that side, but now you've gone away and you've learned that side. So I know this stuff. Like I Wow. Know and Dude, this is like Count of Monte Cristo. So Let's I, go. I, I had, we had <laughs> held them at, as such elite operators that we thought – there's no way we could do better. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, what? I go, they suck. 
or stealing or both. Right. And it was actually both. They were stealing and they sucked. Wow. They stole millions from him. Wow. And so what we found, because they were doing that, so he's, we don't have any money. And I'm like, well, if they're willing to sell it to a third party, maybe they'll sell it to us. So all the advisors and everybody, they're like, well, what are you going to, where are you going to come up with the money? Yeah. Where are you going to come up with the money? Like, well, we'll figure it out. We're like, you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, we'll worry about that <laughs> <Yeah>. part. <laughs> I've been there too. We'll worry about that part. <laughs> yeah. We'll come to that later. Right. Put the game to the game plan. Yeah. Put our faith in God. Yep. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Now, is your brother back from California at this time? Are, are you guys talking over we're the phone? Talking. Saying, hey, yeah, okay. yes, we're all talking. Gotcha. So this is summer of 18. And so we put the deal together from like, go, well, if they're willing to sell to their apartment, maybe they sell to us. So we start putting it all together and everything. We find this investigation. We find out they've been stealing. So we're like, okay, we can get some money from that. We'll sue them, get some money for that. Um. Will mortgage everything mm-hmm. because they were willing to give us a check for that stuff. So some of the things that we were going to get the check for had value that was paid off, building properties, some inventory, some stuff like this. Mortgage it all. Okay. Floor it all, right? And then we were still short. We had to go to a bank. So we set up this meeting with this bank. We were talking to a couple different banks. Sending the business plan and everything like this. And we were like, okay, we're just, we're finalizing everything. They're like, we like it and everything. And so we set up the meeting. It's at my parents' house. It's for breakfast. And we show I show up and I walk in. And the decision maker goes, John, what are you doing here? And I go, Tom's, this is my dad's, my parents' house. He goes, I never put two and two together. Wow. I go, yeah. He goes, you going to be running it? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, this deal's done. Ooh. Wow. Chills. Holy cow. I know, man. Holy chills. cow. He goes, yeah, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Uh, this. Yep. Okay. We'll make that happen. I'll push it up. And we spent the next hour BSing. Wow. But you know what, man? Listen, and this is something else that I tell a lot of newer young entrepreneurs. That's because you've always dealt with integrity. And people knew, you know, like, you know, we were just joking around about people not knowing me and they don't know that I, you know, own my, I just cook there. And I, I always say these things. But so many times people have heard my name. My name's gotten out way before I have before they even get a chance to put a face with a name. And to me, I think that's one of the most, it's the only thing that you really have that, that you're the only one that can destroy your own right. name. And so clearly, I mean, because of who you are and what you've done and how you built yourself and how you built yourself back from everything that was happening, you walk in and this guy goes, oh, wait, I, you, uh, this, oh, yeah, we're ready to go. Let's, yeah, let's push this together. Awesome. Yeah, we're good. Wow. That is awesome. So we were able to put it that uh, finalized everything. We had to present it to General Motors. Very similar story. They didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Because they didn't understood. They couldn't, because they didn't know the story. Why isn't an Allen working at Allen Chevrolet? Right. Right. Yeah. 
And then, so once again, the, the decision maker for General Motors, we're like, hey, we have the money and everything. We want to do this. And, you know, my father was sick and he's been on the business. And they go, that's fine. He can be on the paper. Who's doing the work? Right. And he goes, well, my son, John Allen. He goes, uh, do I know him? And he goes, yeah, he said he know you. He runs Grass Lake and Chelsea Chevrolet. He goes, that's your son? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, okay, we're good. And just done. Wow. So we were able to get the dealership back. Now, what year is this? That this it's 18. 2018. 18. Man. So this goes into the fall. Yeah. I had to back out of my two, my deal cost me a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, the people I was partnering up with, they weren't stupid. Right. right. So I got out early. I lost everything. Yeah. I put into it. Um, so decision I made, right? So um, took the hit. And then um, we took over February 14th of 2019. My brother moved back from California for it. So we made a decision was in December. Uh, it was over Christmas. We're fine. Are we doing this or not? Everything's approved. Everything's good. Are we doing this? It was very important to make sure it wasn't going to divide the family. Right. Yeah. My dad's number one thing. This can't separate the family. Right. So, and we made the decision, you have to have a clear hierarchy. So, the decision was made, I have 100% control, unless it involves the family, or, like, a really, really big decision that's, like, we're building a $6 million Cadillac dealership next door. Right. I I had to run that up the flagpole a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, I have final say. And so, um, everybody agreed to it. So we put it together and, um, started in 14, but I've already, I already did two dealerships. Right. Right. So this is my, like my third rodeo. Like, mm-hmm. like I knew what to do. I broke a lot of eggs and everything like this. So I knew how to approach it. Stanford's didn't do us any favors. Um, uh, they basically did everything they could to sabotage us. They told all of us that we were incompetent, stupid, all this stuff. Right. We were a joke when we were coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of bad apples. Yeah, yeah. At, at this company. And so, um, by a lot of metrics and everything like that, they were still a very good company, profitable, everything like this. Um, but the culture wasn't very good. The people weren't very good. Right. And so, we came in and, you know, we, we believe in rising by lifting others. So, Growing up, you played King of the Hill, right? Yeah. How do you win King of the Hill? I always Man. win. You just knock everybody knock else everybody down. off the hill, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you knock somebody down. Mm. Okay, but somebody wants to win. How long can you do that? Only for so long. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna get tired. Yeah. I don't care absolutely. how. I don't. Eventually, somebody's going to take you down. Right. Wow. So. That's one way to play. How about you could play King of the Hill? But you do it by making everybody around you greater. And right. for them to win, they have to lift you up mm-hmm. and then find people to lift them up. Right. You just make a mountain. Yeah. That's beautiful. Man, at that the top, is, yeah, and everybody's awesome. up there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you rise by lifting others. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was something that I learned. And for me to be great, I need to make everybody else around me amazing. I need mm. to get the best out of everybody. Wow. 
So what can I do to make you amazing at your job? Right. An amazing person. Well, you know, and so that, that kind of is a great segue. But before I get there, I do have to ask, how rewarding was it when you guys, because I remember when you just covered up the, the Stanford part of the sign with it like a black. Great, bro. Dude, it was, it was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was awesome. It's kind of like pursuit of the it was, happiness. Pursuit it was of awesome. Happiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we did I mean, it like the next day. Right, yeah. It was one of those things you were talking about, like how much. They were like, well, we'll be out here a week. They're like, what is the tomorrow price? Yeah, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we're busy. I, I don't care if you're busy. What is the tomorrow price? Yeah. Right. How much is it going to cost to get you to leave now? Now. Right. Yeah. This. Wow. Great. Yeah. That's wow. So, and so, you know, I told you uh, when I found out that you were going to be on the show, I spoke to a few of your employees, a few folks that, uh, that, that work there and overwhelmingly uh, because dealerships have always intrigued me with the, the business model that I assume exists. And, and I know, you know, you're probably you assume, accurate. You're probably accurate. In it. Right. When you assume, you usually make an ass out of you and me, that type of thing. Yeah. Right. But so, so I'm probably making an ass out of myself for saying this. But my assumption is it is dog eat dog. It is uh, uh, a very um, benchmark kind of uh, driven where, man, if I don't sell cars, I don't have a job. I don't sell. I don't eat. Right. So, you know, you just said you try to get that's, the best that's out of That's a softball everyone. approach. It's like that's, that. Straight up. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So so then how do you it's doggy, so, it's doggy dog. Okay. You have the target. Sink or swim. Yeah. Land of the sharks, bro. Yeah. But now what I was told is that everyone there is treated like family. 100%. Dog eat dog, but at the same time, you're my brother. You know what I mean? Like mm. explain that dynamic to me. No, it, that's it, the dealership world. That's not our world. Yeah. Wow, okay. Okay. It's a lot of dealerships. I'll eat dog, man. Ruthless. Survival of the fittest. What could I do? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. beat you down. Yeah. I'll sell more cars by making you do less. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, that's the dealership world. Yeah. No, you hit it on the yeah on the nail, man. Okay. That's not us, man. Okay. That's them. That's not us. Right. right. So what separates you guys from the rest? Because I believe it's not if you'll need someone's help, it's when. Okay. I mean, eventually you're going to need someone's help. Right, 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 right. It's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So treat others how you want to be treated. I mean, if you ever want to favor somebody, a favor from somebody, I mean, you're going to have to do the favor first. Right. Trust. Somebody has to trust first. Right. Somebody has to go first. Right. So um, if you want to favor some somebody, you probably have to do the favor first. Right, right, right. Help somebody out. So that's what it is. It's about rising by lifting others. Right. So, and that's what we focus on. And the people who are the doggy dog and the cutthroat and everything, they don't last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, it's about accountability. That's what it comes down to. And you know this. Yep. You know this too. It's all yeah. about accountability. Don't have to be an asshole to hold people accountable. 100%. Right. People are like, well, you can't be nice. No, no, you can. Yeah. If you set what the expectations are, yeah, and you're clear on it, and you give them the tools to succeed, yeah, and support them, and you go, this is what I expect. And if they fall short, try to find out why, mm. and let's work on it. Yep. Is it a people per- problem or a process problem? 
or inventory problem. Let's figure it out. Right. If it becomes a people problem, then you have that discussion. Right. But you gave them all the tools and the resources and the encouragement. If they're not willing to get it done, then they're not able to get it done. They usually end up quitting mm-hmm. because the expectations never stop. Right, 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 right. Like, I'm not going to lower my benchmark because you're not capable. Right. I gave you the tools. I gave you the resources. This is what I expect. So when you said these are the targets and they're not worried about it, because I give them the tools, I give them the resources, and I give them the encouragement. Yeah. And if we fall short, let's figure out why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again. Now, if we see a pattern, it's a different problem, right? Right. But it's also is like, God forbid you had a bad month or two months. Like, people go through stuff. Right, right, right. We're in the middle of a divorce. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not 100%. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah, because the the personal aspect comes in. Stuff happens, right? So people ask, like, what do I do all day? My goal every day is to make sure everybody's here mentally, prepared to work. They have the tools to succeed, and they know what's expected of them. Yeah. If you're not here mentally, like your dog is sick, go home take care of your dog. Right. Like, if there's nothing you can do except for, like, go home and cry, then, like... <laughs> Go home and cry for the day and come back to work. Like, yeah, figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Like, you just can't mope all day. Right, right, right. Right? Look in the mirror. You know, but if you can go home and take care of that stuff or take them to the vet or do something, go take care of it. Mom's sick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Take care of your crap and then come back ready to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I you know, to that note, I know uh, Sarah Tyner. I know Sarah yes. really well. I mean, I, I shouldn't call her Sarah Tyner anymore. My apologies. My apologies to the Griswinskis. Or I'm, I hope I said her last name right. Man, that name always messes me up. But uh, but you know, Sarah is is a prime example of. I mean, because she was sick for, I mean, almost died three times. She's lost the ability to walk and talk twice in the last year. That, that's just wow. bananas, and uh, and still employed, which is a testament again to the family, to the business. You know, I I yeah, we paid her the entire time. Wow. Yeah, she was out for months. And so, you know, it's, um, you know, she's an asset. And we do what we could. We invest in our people. The greatest investment is the people. Yep. Period. Absolutely. 100%. And so, um, but we expect these expectations and everything from it. Yes. You get back and you're okay. This is, I need this in return. Yeah. Right. Right? Yep. What's my ROI? Mm-hmm. People always ask, and they'll be like, dude, what's my ROI? The return on investment is like, here, sponsor this. What's my return on investment? Uh, uh, you're going to feel good? Okay. <laughs> right. If I'm satisfied with me just feeling good by giving it to you. Right. Sounds good to me. Right. right. Let's go. What, what's our ROI, man? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I expect a greater return. Right. 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 Right? Yeah. The greater return is me just feeling like a good person. Uh-huh. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So let me ask you this. So you what you said when you guys first took over, the culture was just a, not a very good culture. It was exactly what you described before, man. Okay. And so how the many dog eat dog, how many of those list, people did you stuff. have to just completely wipe so we out? We took over, there were 60 employees. There's probably only four of them left. Wow. In about three and a half years, most of them left probably a year and a half ago. Okay. Because we'd give them the tools. We'd hold them accountable. We tried to help them, mm-hmm. yet they'd still find excuses on why. Yeah, and they just weed themselves out. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because we wouldn't stop. Right. I gave you the tools. This is what we expect. Now succeed. Right. Eventually, they just have to look in the mirror. Yeah. Right. And they just fold. They just—it's amazing. They just fall out. And I tell you what, when they quit. Everybody around's like, yeah, that person needed to go. Yeah. <laughs> what took you so long? Right. <laughs> it's usually it. It's like, geez. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Your your organization sounds a lot like ours. And I'm not talking about business. I'm saying uh, kitchens versus car sales. Um, you know, I came up in a kitchen uh, when I was in Texas. I worked for a chef that was uh, a plate thrower. He was a, I mean, he would literally, I mean, you know, people were motherfuckers, uh, you know, grabbed a guy by his shirt one time and, you know, literally held him, you know, inches from his nose and told him to get the, you know, get the fuck out of my guy. I can still see it plain as day. And, you know, I always said when I owned my own place, as I had traveled through the country and worked with different people, there were a handful of people that I took things from. And so my style is very unique. Um, but one thing I learned from one of my mentors is his name was Tom Simpson, phenomenal, phenomenal restaurant guy. Uh, one thing I learned from him though, he always used to say, you know, the best way to get things out of people is to lead with love. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, Man, you know, and at the time I was a young guy. So I'm like, love, like, what are you talking about? I, I can't love these people. Like, what do you mean? And, and I actually got hooked up back with him on LinkedIn, uh, just a few years ago. I, we lost contact over the years. And, um, you know, I sent him a message and when I, the, in the message body of the message, I said, you know, I'm so glad that I trained under you when I did, because now that I have my own place, I understand what you mean. You know, we try to lead with love. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't expectations. It doesn't mean that there aren't benchmarks. That doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, uh, processes and systems and things and, and, uh, that have to be adhered to. But what it means though is man, I'm going to do everything I can to make you successful. Yeah. I need you to win. Yeah. Right. Because when you win, I lift. win. Yes. Yeah. Rising by lifting <clears throat> others. Yeah. Right. I need every one of the people that we work with to win every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can I do to make sure all of them win every day? Mm-hmm. They reach their max potential and to be right. happy. Yeah. If you're winning, that's how you're pretty happy. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and it's tough. That's tough. And whatever you need. And if you need to take care of your home life, take care of your home life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, right. we're playing the infinite game. Right. And we right. judge everything. Automotive sales is month to month. Rebates expire, all this stuff and everything like this. But I believe in the infinite game. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to take care of that. Like, okay, you had a bad year. Yeah. Sarah went through rough. And I'm playing the infinite game. Like, okay. Right. One year that was bad and it was crappy. Yeah. And there was times I was really mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
man, I wish I had somebody to do this. Oh, wait, I do. Oh, she's not here, right? Right, right. Ah, oh. right? Because my expect my my standards don't stop, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I still have stuff that I, I, I'm still held accountable. Right. I mean, you may own the business, but if you make payments to a bank or the IRS, I mean, small business owners know. Right. You know, whoever the... Whoever gets the majority of the money is the business owner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you own a small business, that business owner is the United States government. Right. 100%. <laughs> they get a majority of the money. Yeah. Yes, they do. They oh, you only pay like 38%. Yeah. Plus state, plus the after tax money that I then pay taxes on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the state, all the taxes that you pay for as an employee that you hate. Guess what? I get to match that. Right. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So real quick. Um, so you know, like you said, you're the you're the person that's it's your job to make sure everybody's on their stuff, everybody's got the tools. But that starts with you doing some work, right? So I think where a lot of people get things, um, they think that they can be be a business owner and wake up when they want to wake up and do things the timing that they want to do it, right? And that's just not it. Um, well, you can so, do it. You won't be successful. Right, right. Um, so run us through. I know we've talked about it before, but run us through. What does your morning routine look like? You know, before you get to the dealership, what is when you wake up to, you know. I probably accomplish more by 10 a.m. than most people accomplish in a week. Hmm. I probably accomplish more by 10 a.m. than some successful people accomplish in a day. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I hammer it, bro. I mean, how can you hold people high standards, not yourself? Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, the, where, what's the benchmark? You're the benchmark. Right. Yep. You're it. Mm-hmm. You don't like the results that your people are doing? Starts with you. Mm-hmm. Look at them here, man. Yeah. Well, these are my expectations. Are they? Are you doing it consistently? I am doing it consistently. What's your consistency? Once a week, once a month. How about daily? Right. But hourly. Yeah. Well, I put in the effort. What? An hour a day? <laughs> Three hours a day? Yeah. Five hours a day? Wow. How about 15 hours a day? Yeah. You do that? Every day. Yeah. Every day? How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So the morning... So, yeah, 4.30. Oh, 4.30. So then I focus on my physical, right? Whether it be basic stretching or lifting something, right? Try to take physical. Um, So I do that from about 4.45 to about 5.30. Um, Then I um, breakfast, kind of eat a little bit. And then... um, Get ready for work. And then um, after I get ready for my work, I then plan out my day, see what I have to do, respond to emails. So uh, right around 6 a.m., emails that I received late last night, start sending responses. Boom, boom, boom. This is what I expect. This is what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. When people are waking up, they're seeing emails already in their inbox. I've already responded for. Boom. So that's all set. That's done. I've already planned out my day. Day's done. I've done my gratitude, right? What am I thankful for? 
I'm setting my goals for the day. This is what I'm trying to do. This stuff doesn't take long, especially when you do it daily. When you right. do this stuff daily, yeah, and you're like, man, this sounds like a big deal. It's like, no, it's just like, it just continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just continues. Wow, four thirty's over. Okay, so five fifteen, something happened. You woke up late, saying you couldn't do a fifteen minute stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, well, I woke up at five thirty. Okay, so you didn't get the physical in that day. Make it up the next day. That's mm. to stop you from doing your goals and your attributes. Right, right, right. Something has to give from the aspect of it. Don't drink so many beers last night. Right. What do you want more? So, from that, so, and then I work on my mental. So, I spend 45 minutes working on my mental. So, books, podcasts, something. Something educating myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On my craft. Yep. On my craft. Not just, oh, I'm learning about... Military castles. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? So I'm learning about what... No, learning on my craft. Mm -hmm. 45 minutes. So then I get to the office, and then I meet with all the department heads. Meet with that. Try to say hi to as many people as I can. Make sure they have the tools they need to succeed. Yeah. Are they here? Are they ready? Right. What's going on? You can tell if somebody's having a good day or a bad day. Hey, what's going on, man? Right. Oh, this and this and this. What are you doing here? Oh, I just got to get this stuff. To... Okay, you need to get it done. Mm -hmm. That means they love you and they're willing to do it, right? Yep. Well, how long do you think it's going to take you? I just need an hour. Okay, well, wrap it up and get out of here. No, no, no. no. Like, no, your boss is telling you to go. Right, right. right. Go take care of it. Like, yeah. wrap it up because it's obviously on your mind. That's why you came here. And then leave. Mm -hmm. Let me know tomorrow. Right. If you're okay. Okay, well, I'll be back tomorrow. Okay, well, if it changes, <laughs> let me know. I'll let I'll let your I'll let your boss know. I'll let your manager know. Yeah. Okay. So, we do that. We set it, and then right around there, I start getting some email responses back. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. Reply. Boom, boom, boom. Some more meetings, one on ones with everybody. It's figured out. And so by ten a.m., I've already worked out. Worked on my mental, set my goals, set my expectations. Already had massive communications with just about everybody. Already set the the standards. Made sure everybody was here and prepared to work by 10 a.m. It's all done. Yeah. It's all done. And then from there, I then can work on the business or follow up or do anything else. Some people, that's like a full day. Right, right? yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That's a full day. I can literally go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can continue working on things that I need to work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I can hop on a podcast because I have some free time. There you go. <laughs> there hey. you go. I love it. So uh, you know what? I wanna I wanna touch back on something really quick because you said when you're winning, everyone's happy, and that must be why LeBron James is miserable in LA right now because he is not winning. Listen, unlike MJ, listen, who, guys, viewers, you guys don't. You guys can click off MJ, now. Who, go to the next who one. won a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that must be why he's miserable. No, I'm just, um, so, so creating a winning culture, um, do you hold, do you hold your sales representatives to like a similar, like they also have to do affirmations. They also have to do, is this something that you say, Hey man, cause I, I'm, you and I are like the same person in this aspect. I, I could say the same. I mean, there are times when people get emails at 4am from me and they're like, or even text messages. Cause I always forget 
not everyone gets up when I get up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like texting somebody from last night. Maybe they text me at nine and I didn't get a chance to respond. And now I'm responding and it's 4.30. And I'm like, hey, yes, that's cool or whatever the case is. Um, do you hold your, or not really so much hold, but is this something that you kind of like mentor them to do as well? So these are the expectations. I don't care how you get there as long as it's legally and ethically. There you go. Mm. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. This is what's expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here are the tools. Yeah. This is what I've done. This is what works for me. Yeah. This is what other people have done. This worked for them. If you don't like, or another one, here's some ideas. Right. Pick what you like. Use it. But get here. <laughs> but get here. Yes. If you don't. Get here. Listen, my, my guys are going to listen to this. I have a saying at, at the restaurant. I always say, okay, we need to get to C, all right? Here's A, here's B. We need to get to C. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you get to C. Same thing. Make sure, it, you know, here, you know, you already know the health code, da, 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 da. You know what you need to do. Here's all the two. Here's everything you need to get there. I don't care how you get there. Just we need to get to C. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I care about. Because you got get, to get the A, you got to get the C, B, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, A one, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. I mean, you take a look at it, but you have to get there. So, yeah. so I have to say, so you know, I know. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, I just a blank on his name. Kinsler Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I met. He just got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations to them. I Shout saw out some to of the Nolan and Elena. Yeah, I saw yeah. some I of always, the. I always called her Shweta, which is Shweta. her last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she changed her name on Facebook. I was like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> I, can't cha- I can't call her Sweda anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm sure you still can. Uh, I'm sure she wouldn't mind the, the nickname. That'll, now it'll become a nickname, right? It could be, it could be a nickname and everything like that. But yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, but but you know what? So here's, here's what I want to say. You know, so I talk to them quite a bit. They used to come down to the restaurant a lot. I see Nolan a lot of times at Monroe Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, man, hearing you speak right now, this kid is like, uh, I can tell that you have been a huge mentor to him because there's a lot of similarities. I heard him when he was 16. Wow. Okay. And the, so, so wait a minute. He just turned 25. Yeah. Because they moved here from Chelsea. Okay. So they came with you when you yeah, were Yeah, I heard him when he was 16, over. man. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. What a, what a testament. Creating a whole new legacy. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's part of the reason why him and I get along so good. It's probably the part of the reason why him and I get in some arguments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So use some of my own logic against me. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. Damn it. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, listen, I, this has been incredible and we could go on and on for hours. Uh, some of my, some of my quick takeaways, I'm just going to say one, I, I didn't know the story of even how you guys got started. Um, I didn't know uh, all of everything in between, the Stanford's coming in and all of that stuff happening. Um, I think it's great for the community to know that even through all of that, you guys have remained just an absolutely amazing community partner. Uh, You have the Allen Family Foundation. Yeah. You know, uh, Allen Family Foundation, which you guys donate and I, I mean, I don't even want to put a dollar. I'm not going to say that, and you don't have to. But you guys donate. I mean, just to just so many different organizations through the Allen Family Foundation. Uh, you guys have. Uh, you guys do things like the Allen Family gives back, and you're doing mm-hmm. this whole thing, giving back to you know families and giving away cars. Um, 
Man, it seems like I see your name on just about everything. I hope so. I spent a lot of money doing it. You you, you saved the fireworks a few years ago, and I think this past year you guys did the fireworks thing. We've done it the last, we're doing the years, and we're making it better. Wow. So this is the thing. We call it rising by lifting others. So I'm a small business in Monroe. Yeah. So is it easier for a business to fail or succeed in a thriving community? Oh, I mean, obviously. You know, it's easier for it to yeah. succeed in a yeah, thriving yeah. community. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't I want our community to thrive? Absolutely. I mean, for me, it sounds common sense. Like, right. Wouldn't I want Monroe to be in an amazing community? Mm-hmm. So if you want to take it, you could take a look at it from the most selfish aspect of it. The only reason I'm doing it is to be a successful business owner. That's right. the most... If that's how you want to take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then I guess take it that way. All right. But we don't have to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. But we want to make the community great. Yeah. Right. We want to do good. Yes. Now, I can't do everything. And so there's also a lot of people do anonymous donations. And I was was always a fan of doing that. But then somebody told me when you do that, you're being selfish. And hmm. I go, really? I go, not putting your name on it? Right. Is being selfish? By putting your name on it, sounds pretty selfish. Right. He goes, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, I'm trying to accomplish this for this charity or this thing to do well. Okay. He goes, well, do you have an influence in the community? Hmm. I go, well, yeah. So if people see you give, is it more likely other people are going to, people follow the leader, right? Mm-hmm. Is it more likely somebody else is going to give? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So do you want that charity to do well? Yeah. So put your name on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, using that logic thing on me. It, you know what? You and I probably had the same conversation with, with uh, the same person, it sounds like. I, I've been that way for a long time. That Again, that was just, you know, how I was raised. You just do or give when it needs to be done, and you don't ask for anything in return do everything without expectation type of thing. And, uh, and I've never liked putting my name on things. And then uh, I had a similar conversation with a very good friend of mine. And uh, she said, well, you know what? Um, you know, I don't put my name on it. So people will think, Oh, I need to go there and buy something or I need no. to go and spend money. She said, but the reason why I do it is because she said, and Tino, you have so many followers. You have so many people that follow your social channels and follow all this and that. She said, you putting your name on something is only going to make that other organization that much stronger because people will will inherently, if you are a trusted partner in the community, and they're like, oh, I mean, it just it, they connect the dots, right? Of course. Oh, man, if he's doing it, well, then you know what? Maybe I should do it. If you see something sponsored by Alan Chevrolet Cadillac or Alan Chevrolet Cadillac donated to it, you're yeah. like... Oh man, it must be a good cause. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, of course you would. If I saw Amaya sponsored this, I'm like, well, I didn't know anything about this. Oh, he's a sponsor of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they must be really making a difference and stuff. If I have the money and it's budgeted correctly, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll help. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just helps. Yeah. So it's not to like when we. When, what is the return on investment? I don't expect, and I. It's it's the hardest thing. I can't tell you. People, so we just, we just, I just did an event and we gave them tons of money and did all sorts of stuff. 
in the parking lot. No cars by us. Mm. I mean, that hurts. Right. You just go, that's not why you did it. Right, 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 right. right. It's not why you did it. Did you do it to sell cars? Because if you did it to sell cars, that's a horrible return on your investment. Right. right. Why'd you do it? You did it because you wanted to make it a wonderful organization. Right. Okay. So you have to tell yourself that. You did it because you wanted to make it a wonderful thing. And who's yeah. to say that next year there might be four or five of them? You know, it could be. It could right. be. Yeah. But what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. What are you really trying to accomplish? Yeah. Yep. I'm really trying to make everybody around me great. That's yep. what I'm trying to. If I make everybody around me great, I can't lose. Right. Mm. Man. Well, you know what, John? That's I tell you. Yes. I tell you what. This has been such a great. You know, and, and so many times now we keep saying, oh, man, that we've got to do a part two. Like, this has got to be a part right. two. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we've had some great, great guests on, and we, we probably are going to cycle through part twos and threes and fours and all that stuff. But for now, I want to leave I want to leave it there because I think that's just such a great bar to end on. Um, you know, wow. I, I got a lot. I did, too. I did, too. And I think... This was fun, man. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that I've just taken from you. You know, I take stuff from you every day. I see you every day. Um, but fall back in love with the business, the purpose, the process, you know, and just lead with love. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, for me, you know, I have to say again to giving them the tools, uh, setting the expectations, but when they win, I win, you know, uh, build, building by pulling everyone up, man. I love that. Yes. It's, it's not just King of the Hill. It's, Pull everyone up and you create the hill. Um, 100%. Man, I love that. I love that. All right, guys. Well, listen, everybody, I, I want to thank you once again for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Jeff, any parting words? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Boss Talk. Well, we're here to talk about boss level stuff with real bosses <laughs> and believe that LeBron James is the GOAT. We love you guys. We'll uh, catch you guys no, on the no, next no, no, episode. No, no, no. We can't, we can't, end, we can't end like that. It's got to be. It's got. <laughs> boss talks keep it uncensored it's so hard you could be for more walks come tune in the boss talks got that horse ball optimal prime ready to dominate